The week is almost over, so pour that coffee. And let's discuss what's going on in Milwaukee, Madison, Washington, and beyond. It's the Political Power Hour on WTMJ Now. Joining Steve Scafidi, here's Joe Sapecki and Bill McCaution. Should we talk about the government? Yes, yes, yes. We are live at Capco's Kids to Kids Christmas Toy Drive. I, we, this is a fantastic setting, by the way. The sun is shining. I've got... Bill McCoshin right next to me looking fantastic with his flannel. You look Christmassy. And, and I'm trying. I'm trying. Joe looking like Joe with the backwards baseball hat and all that <laughs> stuff. Casual as, as always. But we, gentlemen, we are going to be part of a two-day experience here at uh, Capco where they're collecting toys for kids. So I encourage you to go to our website, WTMJ.com. Click on the banner. Gets you right to where you need to go. You can drive up to Grafton if you're in the area. Stop by 885 Badger Circle in Grafton right off 43. Drop off toys. I would say there's probably a thousand toys within easy fifty feet oh, of us. At least easy. It is amazing. If you're so coming up and running errands at Costco or doing a little holiday shopping this weekend, bring yeah. something over. Literally, Drop a few literally could off. go from Costco to the toy drive. So we'll talk about that a lot today on, on today's programs and all the shows that you've grown to love over the years are going to be here. The afternoon show with Jeff Wagner, who's only got six shows left before he goes off. Yeah. And does whatever. Jeff Wagner's I saw he got a guitar yesterday from Summerfest. I saw that. Very yeah. cool. Does he play guitar? Do we know? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> got to do something in retirement, right? Yes. Maybe he'll learn. Yeah, he's a big Jimmy Buffett fan, so certainly that, that speaks to the guitar. All right, gentlemen, it was a busy week in politics, and as we uh, dive head first, or feet first, uh, let's start with the debates. So it's the fourth Republican debates. Um, what was the number of candidates when we started? Was it eight? Eight. Eight. So we're done. we've cut it in half, 50%. Yep. We've yep. called the herd in half. Yep. What did you take? What was your takeaway, Bill McCausland, from the, the fourth Republican debates? Uh, uh, pretty much the same as it was after the first debate, which <laughs> is there are really two contenders in this. It's Ron DeSantis, it's Nikki Haley, and the rest, you know, are are there. The first hour in Milwaukee, I was somewhat impressed with Vivek Ramaswamy. The second hour in Milwaukee, I was really annoyed with Vivek. And every debate since then, and I've seen your tweets this week, Steve. He's the most annoying guy on the stage. He's obnoxious. He's obnoxious. And he, he has to be the smartest guy. He's always got his finger in the air. It, it, it is, he's always interrupting people. He needs to go. It's, there's no pathway for him to win. Whether he's there to help Trump or not help Trump, I don't, I don't think it even matters. At you this think that's what this is? I do. I do. I don't think he has a path uh, in any manner. Um, Haley has a path as it's sort of the establishment lane, and I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. Traditionally, there's a, an establishment lane. There's an outsider lane. Honestly, MAGA has sort of filled the outsider lane, and Trump and DeSantis are both in that right now. I'm hoping when we get to Iowa that Trump's actually on the stage and Haley's there with him and DeSantis is there with him, and we can have a real debate. I'm sick of uh, rich guys telling us what they think. And, and the, uh, the latest news was Elon Musk said Nikki Haley's campaign is done. This morning he said that. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, she took some... It wasn't her best debate. It wasn't her best debate, that's for sure. I think she went, from a football standpoint, she went, went in with a prevent defense mentality. And her, she needed to be more aggressive. She needed to be the same person she was in the first three debates. She wasn't. I think, you know, the new support she was getting from Wall Street and, and BlackRock and some of those organizations maybe... AFP? Changed. AFP endorsed her. Uh, and they've had people quit since they did that. So uh, I don't think Nikki Haley had a good night, but I think she's still viable. All right, Joe, you're the Democrat in the room. You're watching the Republican debate, the fourth debate of its kind before the, uh, I guess, the, the, the primary starts, all the, uh, the votes tallying starts next year. So what do you think? I mean, we're less than a month. 
from yeah. Iowa. Yeah. And, yeah. and to Bill's point about Ramaswamy, I, I think a question to ask yourself is as you look at that stage, Donald Trump is still the front runner by a wide margin, yep. is the most likely Republican president, and there's only one person on that stage who you can even imagine serving in a Trump 2.0 presidency. And that's Ramaswamy. That's right. It sure ain't going to be Christie. Nope. DeSantis, for having the gall to run against Trump, is going to be out. And Haley has been there, done that, and has right. been pretty critical of the way that Trump piled more debt onto the nation. So I think Bill's making a point that Ramaswamy is there as a chaos agent, and the, the four-way, five-way field still benefits Trump when he's running 25, 30 points ahead with less than a month to go. I did. I do. I, I want to share one other interesting point, which is I heard of one outlet that surveyed people who Republicans who planned to watch the debate before and then surveyed them again after asking which of these candidates would you consider voting for? And the only one who gained was Chris Christie. Now, he didn't gain a lot and he started yeah. pretty low. He started at like 21 percent. were even open to considering him. But by the time the night was over, he had increased that number to 29. And that just says to me that there remains pretty sizable wing of the Republican Party, not the MAGA wing, but other Republicans who desperately want the alternative, want people to speak truth to power and say Trump cannot be the Republican nominee. He has no business being president. And Christie pretty effectively made that argument throughout the night. That was my next question. Chris Christie, who, who, who was like the dad in the room, right? <laughs> you, you guys stop arguing about stupid stuff. He's defending the, you know, his daughter, Nikki Haley, so to speak. And I guess I wonder, can he take that wisdom and that sort of calmness and actually propel himself to something beyond just say, you know, something that gets like, I don't know, 5% of the votes. No. He no. can't. I, I don't see it either. It, listen, his whole campaign was built on being on a stage with Donald Trump and being the guy that's willing to smack him in the face on a debate stage. And Donald Trump never gave him that opportunity, nor will he. And Chris Christie will be out before Donald Trump's ever on a stage, if he's on a stage at all, in 2024. Chris Christie's uh, favorability among Republicans right now is 12%. Yeah. On the last day of his presidency, Barack Obama's favorability with Republicans was 14%. <laughs> I, Joseph Pecky, Bill Bacaccio, take we'll take a break here. We're going we're gonna to continue to talk about the debate and sort of the long-term implications of all of this as we've narrowed the field to five for Republicans. And, of course, the Joe Biden story, his numbers are, are also not as good as he would like probably, and there's all, all, all the Hunter Biden stuff swirling around, the new charges as well. So we will delve deep into all of that on the Political Power Hour. Joseph Pecky, Bill McCaution, right here on WTMJ Now. We are live from... Capco's Kids the Kids Toy Drive here in Grafton. Beautiful uh, Capco. Sort of a compound out here. There's a lot, a lot of buildings. Beautiful sunny day. They're, they've got their Christmas Wonderland set up. And it's really simple. You can go to WTMJ.com, click on the Kids the Kids Christmas Toy Drive, and you can figure out how to donate in the way that you would like to. You can stop by 885 Badger Circle in Grafton, right off 43, a little bit west of the uh, interstate, and drop Toys off. People have done it. There's probably thousands of toys within about 50 feet of us. Joseph Pecky, Bill McCoshin joining me on the Political Power Hour. Back to the conversation about the debate. I wanted to ask you about the way that it was conducted. Uh, was this format any better, different than the previous three? I like Megyn Kelly. I think she's really good at this. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that the format was any better. You just still have too many people who are not competitive on the stage. It, it's time to be down to Haley and DeSantis, and ideally Trump's going to get on the stage, whether he does it in Iowa or in New Hampshire, and, and then we'll have a real race the rest of the way. Uh, it did strike me that this was sort of billed as 
the hosts were going to make it about Trump. The conversation was going to be more focused on Trump. And then you had to have Chris Christie stand up there and be like, hey, we're 17 minutes in and we're not talking right. about the guy who's not here. Yeah. So a little bit of a fail there. You know, part of, part of what I've been saying for a while is I, I don't think the RNC wants anybody other than Trump. So with that reality, at least in my opinion, they'll, they'll let this happen for as long as it goes on. Well, and so far, uh, Ramaswamy is the only one who's called for the chairwoman's resignation, right? Mm-hmm. The others have said DeSantis has come close to that. But the, the reality is I don't think these debates have changed anything other than they've solidified DeSantis and Haley as sort of the two alternatives to Trump. That's, that's all they've done. I think that was done in the very first debate. I don't think anything's changed in any debate since then. Of those two people. Nikki Haley seems to do better in a head-to-head against Joe Biden than, than Ron DeSantis does in some of the polling. So in some communication I had with her campaign manager yesterday, who's a friend of mine, I mean, I think Nikki Haley's most compelling message is that winning, right? If Republicans are tired of losing, which we've done a lot of lately, both locally in Wisconsin and nationally, you want the candidate who has the best shot to win. And all the national polls that uh, have a head-to-head between her and Biden have her leading anywhere between 10 and 13 points. Now... To be fair, Trump's up, DeSantis is up, but they're within the margin of error on on uh, Joe Biden. So her most compelling message is, if you want to win, I'm your guy. I, I am clearly uh, beating Joe Biden well outside the margin of error. And if you want to change America, the direction this country's going, I'm the best position to do that. For Republican voters, there's only two questions. If not Trump, who? And if it is Trump, are you going to vote for him? That's the only two questions that matter. Yeah. In a, I, in a general election. And what I saw on that stage was a continuation of deep, deep divisions within the Republican Party. And, and Bill knows parties that are united win. Parties yeah. that are divided do not. And beyond the Trump of it all, there are some serious fissures within the Republican Party. Just take, for example, something that should be a Nikki Haley strength, foreign policy and national security. And for Vivek Ramaswamy to stand on that stage and say to Nikki Haley, you want to send other people's kids to die so you can buy a b- bigger house and you are corrupt is insulting on its face. I may disagree with some of Nikki Haley's policy positions, As but, do I. but she cares deeply about the security of this country. And even if I didn't think that, it would not change the fact that her husband is currently deployed overseas. To say something right. that ridiculous is insulting and shows, one, Ramaswamy is not a serious person, but number two, it gets to the divisions within the party because he does have a following. I had one of my young teammates at uh, GKB at WTMJ uh, say, to, say this to me. He likes Vivek Ramaswamy because he's the new breed of Republican. He's loud. He's in your face. He's, he's aggressive. And I said, just because you're loud and aggressive and I added obnoxious doesn't mean you're a great candidate or would ever be a great leader. And, and by the way, just because you're a CEO or president of a company or whatever you are doesn't mean you're going to be a great political leader. And, and, the, and he was just upset at me for saying that. But I think that's a reality that we have to face. With all due respect to radio hosts in my presence, <laughs> he's running to be the shock jock right? he chief. No he, he's a throwback to like a Rush Limbaugh style. He's looking to be the next personality on the right, like a Candace Owens, like an Alex Jones, like some of these you know creations of the, the right-wing media complex. And has he done that? 
Yeah, he'll have a future doing that, but it's not good for the Republican Party. It's not healthy for the country. He's Joseph Pecky, Bill McCosh in the Political Power Hour on WTMG. We are live from Capco's Kids to Kid Christmas Toy Drive. We have the, uh, their big center out here on Gra- in uh, Grafton. Badger Circle, 885 Badger Circle. You can drop off toys and cash, I believe, and uh, help out kids at Christmas. It's the best way to feel good about yourself and do something positive for our community. Come on out and say hi. You can come on in. There's coffee, and you can share it with us. Uh, after the break, Joe Biden, did he say this week that maybe somebody else should be running for the 50. He said 50 Democrats defeat Donald Democrats. Trump. That voice is Joseph Pecky, Bill McCosh, and Steve from the beautiful Capco Center Performance Center here in Grafton. More after this on WTMJ Now. I think that's my cue. I just I didn't hear the, uh, the outtake. All right. We are live from, from Grafton, the, the wonderful Capitals Kids and Kids Christmas toy, toy Drive. We're at the Casmeric Center for Human Performance, 885 Badger Circle, sunny day, a great day, to, a great day to give, donate toys or money, and help out those kids who need a little help at Christmas, a little Christmas spirit. And uh, Joseph Pecky, Bill McCotchen, at my side here in Grafton. All right, Joe Biden. What did he say this week, Joseph Pecky? What did he say about running for president? He was asked if he thought that anyone else could beat Trump. Because one of the sort of theories here has been that if Trump wasn't going to be the nominee, Biden would have stepped aside and been that bridge to the new generation that he talked about. But because he is the only person to ever defeat Donald Trump, you know, primary or general election, he feels that Trump is such a threat that he has to run. So he was asked, do you think another Democrat could beat Trump? And with the you know the old Joe Joe Biden grin that I've come to know and love over the years, that yeah, about fifty of them. And so I, I think that's the only answer he can give at this moment. Joe Biden is clearly going to be the Democratic nominee. We are barreling towards a Biden v. Trump rematch with some third party folks. That that's where we are. What do you, of the third party situation? What do you think the and it's early, obviously. What would that impact be, and who would be impacted the most? I think nominal. And it depends on who, but the the polling has shown that like this no labels outfit would benefit Trump. And so a lot of the discourse has been Trump is such a threat. We cannot entertain at this point even a fusion unity ticket where you have a Republican or a Democrat as the president and then the opposite party as a vice. It's a great idea. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we could for Christmas get that kind of (laughs) unity in this country? But now is not the time is what I believe and what I think many Americans believe, and they're trying to sort of guard against the potential of a spoiler that would put Donald Trump back into the presidency with something like 40% of Americans voting. So, Bill, let me ask it this way. With these other parties, how vulnerable is Joe Biden if Trump's the nominee for Republicans? I don't think he's going to be the nominee. You don't uh, no. still don't think that's. And by okay. the way, me, I'm going to correct two things my friend Joe said. First, it, uh, Biden was a cleanup on aisle three. He he said at a private fundraiser he wouldn't be running if Trump wasn't expected to be the nominee. And then he got asked this question at the White House press briefing the next day, where he said, "Well, 50 people could beat him." So that was a cleanup. But both number, of those things can be true at the same time. N- number two, Trump has lost. He lost in Wisconsin to Ted Cruz. So, but just. Getting, getting all the facts Who got the there. nomination of the Republican Party in 2016 and 2020? Uh, Donald Trump, no question about it. <laughs> going back and, to your, Trump's not going to be the nominee. How, I, no, I asked this I'm, question I'm yesterday. Biden. I'm, Biden. Biden. 
Biden's not going to be the nominee. I don't believe so. No. How is that going to happen? I think things are coming fast now as it relates to his son. His uh, son, Hunter, was indicted. He had nine more indictments yesterday, Mm -hmm. three of them on pretty serious tax charges uh, that could hold 17 years in prison potentially for him. That will expose all the financial records of the Biden Inc., uh, so America's about to see uh, what's been going on in the Biden household for many, many years. Let's ask the Democrat. Are you worried about that? About Hunter Biden? All the things that no. could possibly link him to his dad. No. Uh, listen, every single time James Comer and these clowns who are threatening to impeach President Biden speak, it takes like 30 minutes for their argument to fall apart. They wave around these checks. Oh, my God, $1,600 a month for three months. This proves there's a great conspiracy. And the White House comes out, and there's a picture of Joe Biden at the car dealership helping his kid buy a truck. If it is a crime for a parent to help their kid buy a vehicle, like I guarantee you Bill has had to do that with his kids. I'm sure I'll have to do that. It, like, if you are in crisis, you need of crisis communications, Joseph Pecky is your guy. I mean, that is <laughs> unbelievable spin It on took your him part. 30 minutes to come out and debunk this latest line from Comer. These indictments are not congressional. They are they are. Yes, they are federal charges, and every single late tax payment has now been fulfilled. And just maybe, maybe not by him. Maybe it wouldn't have taken seven years for for there to be a charge and for this to be made whole if if Republicans were willing to fund the IRS. What about letting the uh, statute of limitations go on the two biggest years while Joe Biden was still the vice president? So I, I, I think. Listen, at the end of the day, when all of the facts get out on the table, there's going to be some disbarments of some attorneys in this entire case. How many times have you heard Joe Biden say he's going to pardon his son? None yet. None is the answer. That is an interesting question, though. Because because Joe Biden has such respect for the rule of law in this country, he would not do that. Yes. He'll pardon him before it goes to trial because he can't expose all those records. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we have you on record saying that. (laughs) Bill McCosh and Joseph Becker, we are broadcasting live from Capco's Kids to Kids Christmas Toy Drive at the Casimiric Center for Human Performance in Grafton, 885 Badger Circle. You can actually come out and say hi to us. Or me, after uh, Joe and Bill leave, and all of our shows are here today, and, and including some of the shows from The Truth as well. Come out and join us, but more importantly, come out and donate. We'll take a quick break here, listening to WTMJ Now. Good morning, and thanks for tuning in. We are live at the Capco's Kids of Kids Christmas Toy Drive, Casmeric Center for Human Performance in Grafton. It's a beautiful day. No excuse. Come on out. 885 Badger Circle in Grafton, right off 43, a little bit west. And uh, you can certainly go to our WTMG.com website and click on the Kids to Kids Christmas Toy Drive banner and donate that way as well. We will appreciate every one of your donations. We are, of course, in the political power hour here on WTMG Now. Bill McCaution, Republican strategist, Joseph Pecky on the Democratic side of things. The Senate race, just, race in Wisconsin just got a little more interesting with Eric Hovde jumping into the race. He, he's your guy, right? Well, he, right, hasn't, he hasn't officially jumped well, in. Steve Daines, the head of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, was quoted in the Milwaukee General Sentinel yesterday saying that he expected Hovde to get in, and, and they're going to back him. And that's a pretty big endorsement right out of the chute. Uh, I, I know Eric Covey. I do expect Eric Covey to get in the race, but I don't think it'll happen until after the Super Bowl. Uh, I think he's going to let sort of the holidays. With his money, he could advertise that race in the Super Bowl. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I guess we don't. <laughs> so is, is this the race, then? Is it Hubby Baldwin, do we think? Uh, 
I think it's going to get to that point. I know a local businessman out of Milwaukee, Scott Meyer, is still considering, but uh, the people I'm talking to view that as less and less likely every day, and it appears the money donors are more likely to be behind Hubdy this time. So uh, that essentially clears the field. So hopefully we don't have the same messy primary we had for the gubernatorial race here. Tell us about Eric Hubdy. What do we need to know? Eric Hubdy uh, has run once before. He lost in a primary to Tommy Thompson in 2012 to try and win a vacant seat at that time. Uh, the Tammy Baldwin and ultimately beat Tommy Thompson. So it was a very close race. Uh, I can tell you we had to make some modifications at the very end for Tommy to beat him. What was the margin in that? I think it was about five points, but uh, four weeks out, Eric Hubdy would have been in the lead. I can tell you that now. And he and I sort of joke about it. I was, you know, Tommy Thompson's my guy, and I was uh, certainly doing everything I could to get him through that primary, but uh, Eric ran a pretty spirited race. He's uh, a developer. He owns a bank. Uh, He owns a lot of real estate. Um, He's... You know, my coaches in Janesville live in his apartments. Uh, it's a big complex down there. So he, he's not just Madison-based. He's across the state, and he's and frankly the across the country. A couple times Orange County Man of the Year. It's yeah. Nice feather for his Where country. does he rank on the conservative scale? He's Is he more of a Reagan conservative? Is he some whatever the new versions are that are crazy? Where is he at? Uh, he will, he's a serious business guy, and he'll be a little closer to Ron Johnson on that spectrum. He will bring business acumen to the table. He'll be more on the fiscal side of it and where the country's heading. On the social side, you know, I haven't had a lot of those conversations with Eric, so I, I can't speak to those. But uh, my guess is he's going to be uh, – he won't be the furthest right guy. And he's invited to come on the show, and we can, we can learn about him together. All right, Joseph Pecky, is Eric Hovde's campaign, whenever that happens – does that make Democrats shaking their boots? No, uh, it, mostly because Tammy Baldwin has done a really, really good job. We have said before, Tammy Baldwin is an incredibly tough out. She has a track record of success, not just electorally, but for delivering for the people of Wisconsin in this country with things like her Make It in America legislation that has been a part of some of these big pieces of legislation, like the bipartisan infrastructure law. So it, Tammy is a tough candidate. It doesn't matter who. I'm just here to tell you, I'm not sure another mega millionaire who opposes the Affordable Care Act, which has never been more popular and which Trump is now saying he wants to terminate. I'm not sure that's a winning combination. Interesting point, because I have conservatives and Republicans tell me that they, some of them actually like that that act. So <laughs> some of them are utilizing the benefits. I don't know that does the Affordable Care Act. We'll, we'll see. Did. Well, we'll find out when he's a candidate. He's well, not a candidate 2012 yet. is a different time, right? Uh, Republicans tried and failed to overturn it how many? 16 All right, times? Wisconsin Media, day one question for Eric Hovde. Should it stay or should it go? Oh, okay. Thank you for the prep. There we go. That's Joseph Pecky, Bill McCaution, yours truly, Steve, with the Political Power Hour on WTMG. Now, hey, after the break, fake electors, I warned you folks, there may be repercussions or consequences. Will there be? We'll discuss after this. Oh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. It is festive out here in uh, Grafton. It's a gorgeous sunny day. Warm. It must be like 55 today. I should go golf. I put the, the, the clubs away, but now I want to get out there and golf today. Bill I think McCoshin. today would be a good day. It's like no California question. weather. No, it no is. Wonder, Eric, if you, you try and golf every month, today would be the day to do it in December. My dad used to golf every month of the year. Yeah. Yeah, he'd love it. All right. We are live at the Capcos. Kids to Kids Christmas Toy Drive. You can go donate on our website, WTMG.com. Just click on the banner. Takes you right there. Or stop by 885 Badger Circle in Grafton. Their they're great, fantastic Hasmeric Center for Human Performance. Beautiful building, beautiful grounds here, all set for the Christmas holiday. Donate, donate, donate. We'll be talking a lot about that throughout the show today. But let's get back to the politics. I said this six months ago. This fake elector thing in Wisconsin. 
We have not heard the last of that story. And this week, of course, the, the settlement on the civil part of this, not the criminal, civil. Yeah. Basically, they had admitted to an attempt to improperly overturn the 2020 presidential election results. Bill McCaution, you, you know some of these people. What does this say to us, Wisconsin voters, residents, constituents, in some cases, what does this say to us? The system work. There is accountability. Okay. Right? Consequences. There are consequences for actions. And I believe that this group of folks was misled and they followed. Who misled some, them? Uh, that will be found out soon enough, right? Because this case is still pro- progressing on a different level, but these folks are now out of it, right? So, I, I, out of, I, What do you mean out of it? Well, this agreement sort of makes sure that none of them get... Uh, on the civil side. On the civil side. Criminal charges, right. I guess we'll see, because that's happened we'll in other see. states. Well, let's we'll add see. this context, which is this morning, new reporting from CNN for the very first time, suggesting that there is an active investigation in Wisconsin. This is that Kenneth Cheesebro, one of the attorneys yep. for Trump, is cooperating with attorneys general in multiple states, including Wisconsin. To date, there has not been any indication that there has been a criminal investigation. This is the first sort of tea leaf that there may be something going on behind the scenes. And Josh Call's been pretty close to the vest on this. He's, he's sort of passed it off to the federal level. He has been discreet, which you need to be, right? The, the way this should work. I know Trump and all of the legal things have like scrambled our brains, but prosecutors should not go out and say, I am investigating citizen person one, two, three. Totally agree. Until such time as charges are brought. And so Attorney General Call has clearly been doing some diligence. There, We have known that Cheesebro is cooperating with Jack Smith and the special counsel and that investigation. What we did not know is that there is reportedly some level of cooperation with state investigators. My friend Rick Essenberg, the president of the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, we've talked about this issue months and months ago, and he said, I, I just don't see a criminal case. So what are, what are potentially some of the things that the attorney general of the state of Wisconsin, Josh Call, could actually charge people with? Let's not even jump to that, because I think we do owe the audience the distinction. Yeah. is that it is very clear if you watch the January 6th Select Committee and if you have read closely the indictments and charges against Trump and his conspirators in the special counsel case or in Fulton County, it is clear that different groups of fake electors were told different things in different states at different times. So it is plausible and possible that, as Bill suggested, the group of Wisconsin fake electors were lied to where they were told, we need you to do this for one purpose, and it's totally legit, and we are not going to use them unless a, you know, a court like the Wisconsin State Supreme Court changes the results, even though the person telling them that had other designs on it. That is possible. And if that is That doesn't absolve out, you from a criminal charge, though. It, well, I, th- that would be up to a prosecutor, and prosecutors have discretion. What I am happy to see is accountability. The fact that these folks put their names to that statement, acknowledging their role, the fact that they have agreed they cannot serve as Republican electors in the 2024 contest, and they can never serve as electors for Donald Trump again, is a measure of accountability, and that, to me, is progress. Uh, again, I, like I'm not a prosecutor. I think we have to trust prosecutors. That is what trusting the system and the checks and balances and law and order means. So could you prove beyond a reasonable doubt that these 10 individuals knew what they were doing was wrong? I I don't think you could. Could you prove beyond a reasonable doubt the person or people that gave them advice knew it was bad advice? Maybe. 
right? So I don't think these – I think these 10 folks are going to be out of it. Uh, there are a lot of good people in that group. I don't know them all personally. I certainly know who they are. But, uh, you know, some of them have been activists in the party for decades and have done a tremendous amount of work to try and build the, build the conservative brand here in the state of Wisconsin. And I, and I truthfully believe that they thought that they were preserving an option in case uh, some things were sent back to the state. Clearly, that was not accurate. Bill, somebody asked me this question on Ask Steve Anything Wednesday, and I, I kind of put a number. I think I said 15%. How many people, voters, Republican voters in the state of Wisconsin, still believe the election was stolen? Some percent. You know, maybe 20. 20%? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. If it, Listen, if you go to Lincoln Day dinners on the Republican side, a lot of the parties, local parties now are controlled by Trump fans, and, and uh, 95% of them believe the election was stolen. I'm in the holiday spirit, and so I'm giving this week. And my <laughs> advice to Republicans is, like, you got to stop this stuff. Well, I'm with but, you on that. Because, like, this week we see another, like, ridiculous piece of legislation introduced that would put partisan elected officials back in charge of our elections. That's not going to happen. It's not it's going not anywhere. But it is how Republicans are, I think, creating more of a problem for themselves. If they continue to tell their base... Elections can't be trusted. Why should Republicans go out and vote anymore? Hoist Bill, by their own petard. Bill, will Donald Trump win the primary in Wisconsin? Today, no. Today, no. It, it's really going to boil down to who his opponent is. I think it'll be down to him and someone else at that point, as it was in 2016. It was him and Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz beat him. Interesting, interesting times. In politics, that's why we do it. The political power hour, Joe Zapecki, Democratic strategist, Bill McCaution on the Republican side of things. After the break on WTMJ Now, the always entertaining, the grab bag. That's next. Oh, we are broadcasting live from the Casmeric Center for Human Performance in Grafton, 885-885 Badger Circle. Easy to get to. Right off of 43. You can't miss all the decorations. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got this place lit up like a Christmas tree. They do. <laughs> well, even though they it's the daytime and it's On the outside. sunny. And the inside is thousands of toys already. But here's the thing. You go to WTMG.com, click on that banner for Catco's Kids of Kids Christmas Toy Drive. You can donate cash. You can drive up here on this beautiful sunny day. They're ready to take your donations. There's thousands already here. And let's make that 10000 and $100,000. let us let us make those Christmases bright for those kids. And we'll talk a lot about that in the remaining two hours of this show and throughout the day on our broadcast day on WTMJ. Gentlemen, it is time for the all-important grab bag. Who's up first? Two sets of numbers for you today. New jobs report, mm-hmm. 199,000 jobs created in the last month, 3.7% unemployment that beats expectations. Economists had forecasted 3.9%. So another good jobs number for uh, the Biden administration for the American economy. Uh, second number is a polling number that I thought was very interesting. Uh, and that is that, according to CNN, 73% of U.S. adults including 50% of Republicans, say the federal government should develop climate policies that cut US's, the U.S.'s planet warming pollution in half by the end of the decade. So it looks like a growing consensus, more public opinion, understanding that climate change is real and we need to do something about it. Obviously, the politicians and leaders will be arguing for years to come about what that should look like, but it looks like we're getting some agreement on both sides of the aisle. Why would you think that we can't even figure out something on border policy that climate change would be one that they could figure out instantly? Because one is existential. We only have one home. We're not multiplanetary. One planet. So far. One planet. 
Uh, every time you give those economic statistics, you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher to voters. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. They don't, they don't care. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't know what else to do other life. than keep reminding people the economy is a lot better than it was three years ago. So Bidenomics oh, good, according oh, to you. Oh, keep running on Bidenomics. We love that. So I gave Nikki Haley sort of the compelling message that she could win on in the earlier part of this show. Uh, now I'll give DeSantis and, and Trump. First on DeSantis, he is the most conservative candidate in this race, bar none. And he's proven that as governor of Florida. I think he's had a really good month. The debate against uh, Newsom was really, really good. His debate the other night was good. Uh, you know, he is, if you are a conservative and a, you want a proven guy that will be consistently conservative, he's your guy. For Donald Trump, he's got the simplest message to run on. Were you better off four years ago? Was the world a safer place four years ago? If he could stay disciplined and focus on those two things, he can win. No question about it. Isn't the cat the important extra word there that Ron DeSantis is a big government conservative? I, I wouldn't call him a big government conservative. He likes but to. You've criticized him. He in the likes past to get his elbow in there. Like taking on business like Disney and suggesting that the government has a role to play in dictating what they can or can't do. Yeah, he's actually fighting and winning on social issues, which apparently our base is pretty interested in these days. Is he five eleven? So the, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want to get that. <laughs> I don't want to go the top row. All right. A quick fun one because we only got about a minute. Green Bay Packers. Bill and I were at the game. One of the best regular season games I've ever seen. Coach Bakashin is taking credit for Christian <laughs> yes, Watson. say it. Resurgence. Say it out loud on the radio. Two weeks ago, if you listen to Joe and I co-host the show, I said he was soft as baby crap. And he was. And the next two games after that, he was a dynamo out but there. But now he's hurt. Love it. Is he going to go on Sunday? I he's don't think Monday. He, yeah, he's coming. Okay. You, All right. I, I'm going to stick with this is an 8-9 and nine team because Eeyore. that's what I predicted. Eeyore. And you know what? At this point, I'm looking like I'll be pleased that I undersold it. Jordan Love is the guy. He is the guy. Brilliant he's the guy. performance. He's one of the first yeah. quarterbacks as a really essentially first-year player to have four games, three touchdown passes, no interceptions. Never happens. The other guys are like future Hall of Famers. He'll be uneven, you know, their last yeah, five games. Yeah, there's going to be some more games where he struggles. And yeah. Like that's part of the process. Listen. Trust the process. First year as a starter, we'll take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gentlemen, it's been fun. I think we got one more, and then we take a nice long break. You guys can relax and do whatever your Christmas things are. Come and are. give your gifts. This is a great, great Absolutely. thing out here at Capco.